Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Campfire Conversation Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Kelly. Having worked in the summer camp industry for the past two decades, I'm convinced that summer camp professionals have a unique view on kids and young adults. I am certain that the stories that they've earned by working with and alongside thousands of kids and staff members from literally all over the world can be useful to parents, teachers, coaches, and mentors back home. So each week, I spend some time around the digital campfire with the leaders and thinkers of the summer camp world. We share stories, we laugh, we learn together, which really, when you think about it, is what we've been doing around campfires for as long as campfires have been around. So I hope that you'll spend the next few minutes around this digital campfire with me to see how you can take some of the magic and fun of summer camp and apply it to your life back home. This Campfire Conversation podcast is brought to you by our friends at Scope, who send hundreds of children from financially disadvantaged families to summer camp each year. Kate and I have supported Scope since our first summer in camping 17 years ago, and I'm thrilled they're supportive of this podcast. Stick around to the end of this Campfire Conversation to learn more about Scope, or press pause and head on over to them on the web at scopeusa.org. When talking about summer camp, we camp directors tend to split our focus between the camper's experience and the staff members who help us build this incredible community. The group, though, that really needs and, and frankly deserves a lot more attention from us are our parents. Because look, let's face it, without our camp parents who trust us with their most precious people, camp wouldn't exist. Great camps partner with their camp parents in all the best ways. Communication is open and honest and timely. Support is always available for the parent who needs some advice on packing for camp, preparing their child for the summer, and preparing themselves. Thankfully, I've got a friend in camping who has worked with thousands of camp parents and literally hundreds of camp directors. And even more, she became a first-time summer camp parent last summer in 2018. Susie Lupert is the executive director of the American Camp Association New York, New Jersey office. Susie attended resident camp for 12 years, both as a camper and a staff member, and now works full-time with over 400 camps uh, in the New York and New Jersey areas to help create an amazing experience for all of their families. Susie and I spent some time around the campfire talking about the camp experience and how it affects parents, how to best prepare for the summer, and how camp can actually help bring our families closer together. Susie Lupert, welcome to the campfire. Thank you, Paul. So happy to be here. So, you know, as the head of the ACA New York, New Jersey office, you work with camp all year round, but yet you never really get a chance to be around the campfire itself. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. Although people that don't understand my job definitely think that I run a camp, um, but I, I don't. Um, and, um, uh, kind of amazingly, I've, I've never actually run a camp. Um, I, I was a camper for 13 summers at the, at the same camp at a YMCA camp in the Berkshires that, um, is still there. That's a, that's a great, great camp. Um, but you know, it's, it's such an interesting thing because I, I think because I went to a, a Y camp, which had a lot of uh, turnover at the top, it was, you know, we never necessarily had the same director year after year. I, it never occurred to me that people worked in camp full time um, as a kid. And if someone had told me that, that that could be a career path for me, I do, I do sometimes wonder what my, how my life would have changed. Um, and I, I think it, I always think about that now when I, when I see directors where I'm like, if you know some kid that just loves 
camp mentioned to them that they could be doing this in their career because that might change the course of their life. Oh, without a doubt. You know, and I can distinctly remember finishing my MBA at the University of Georgia and deciding to go run summer camp. And I remember my parents kind of looking at me and said, you're, you're going to go do what? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that was certainly not the, uh, the, the place that you would think that you would be going. And even when we got to our first camp, Camp Waikasuda up in New Hampshire, my parents came to visit us our first summer, and my father looked at it and said, I, I, I can't do this. There's too much going on. There's, there's no way I can handle this. <laughs> too much stimulation. That's, that's great. But at least now they know why we do it. Yeah. So, Susie, one of the many reasons why I was excited to get you around the campfire um, is because you, you work with so many camps, so many camp families in your role there at the ACA New York, New Jersey, that you know what camp is like for kids. And we all really focus on that, that experience where, you know, a kid will show up for either, you know, a day camp or an overnight camp for, for a little bit of time or for an entire summer and get all those wonderful outcomes that, that they have. But, but one piece that we very rarely talk about is what type of effect camp has on the parents back home. Uh, because there's certainly an enormous impact that's going on across the family, but, but also for the parents uh, in particular. And uh, I'm, I'm really interested to learn more about your thoughts from that point. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, I, I just think it's such an interesting topic because I don't think that we talk enough about how parents are impacted by um, their children's experience at camp, but I do think that they are. And I, I think the biggest part in this day and age, as we, you know, are always talking about parents and they're not helicopter parents anymore, right? They're not hovering over their children. They're actually snow plowing. They're removing obstacles throughout the year and they're ensuring that their child is always entertained and always happy and never um, really challenged or having to face anything that's, that's difficult that they have to overcome. So mm -hmm. if you take that away, if you suddenly don't know what they're doing all day and you have to trust, even if it's just for the entire day or if it's overnight, whatever it is, that whoever they're with is, um, you know, is, is that they're being taken care of, but that they're also having to make decisions for themselves, having to be challenged in a way that they weren't before, yep. having to navigate, you know, new friends, new relationships, new activities that they maybe they haven't tried. Um, it is it is profound, you know, for a parent, especially I think a parent who is used to knowing every second where their kid is, maybe being connected to them via phone. Um, and to lose that, I think, is essential, obviously, because we mm -hmm. are the point of parenting children is to help them grow up and then let them go. Um, but I, um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think it's, I think it has a profound effect, especially on parents who are poor, you know, kind of micromanaging their child's day and, and not wanting them to feel, you know, that, that there's any, that there's going to be a problem at any point. It's interesting to me that you talk about this idea of, of preparing our kids to leave. And, and I totally agree with you there. That, that's our job as parents, you know, and, and I've got, you know, our three boys, my wife and I, and y'all have your two kids and, you know, we want them to, to have fun through the, the growing up process. And, and frankly, you know, we want them yes. to, to want to, you know, call us back from time to time. <laughs> yes. So how do we balance so that they do want to come back? You know, yeah, to, to be I know. It's true. I mean, that's, it's like, you know, I want, I, I'm, I'm, you know, we, I sometimes like I'm counting on the days in a way to, to my parents to, and to my kids go, and that's really bad because they're very young. Um, but uh, but at the same time, you know, I you know I hope they live down the street from me for the rest of their lives. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I you know I don't know. I, I think that the balance is about just reminding yourself that 
or reminding myself at least that when I was, you know, a, a young adult and a teenager, I, I really wanted to get away. Mm-hmm. And that was really good and healthy. And I still have a great relationship with my parents and I still want to see them sometimes. But I, um, but it, but that separation, you know, it, it's just what life is, is literally all about is trying to find your own way, become an yeah. independent person, um, you know, make it on your own. Um, and it, to lose sight of that is very strange to me. That's just not the way that the society is supposed to work. We're supposed to build our kids up so that they can be on their own. Yeah. Um, and I do think that camp provides this m- mini way of doing it. You know, my son went to sleepaway camp for the first, my older son went for the first time last summer and <laughs> it really was powerful. I mean, I, I was thinking about, you know, I, I just have a moment during the day where I was like, God, I have no idea where he is. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know who he's talking to. I don't know. I have no idea. And I'm not going to know for weeks. Uh-huh. And that was a really, it, it, it tug at me and it was, it was, it was, it was not upsetting, but it was, you know, it was challenging for me to think about it, but it was also kind of amazing mm-hmm. um, to think about him navigating the world without me and how even at a young age, they can, they can do it. They are equipped to do it. Children are resilient um, and they, and they know how to do it, but we have to let them. Awesome. Okay, so you know, full disclosure here, you know, our kids have always been at at our camp. Now, yeah. and with the exception of having them, you know, one of them go off for a sports camp for six days, which was honestly really, really weird for us because you know he was gone and we had no idea yeah. what was going on there. Uh, how did your relationship change with your child, uh, with your son, when he got back from camp? Yeah, I mean, I saw, and I, I'm not towing the company line here like I I could not believe the change (laughs) that I saw in him when he got back like he just felt like he could do things and Mm I I he he felt like he could do things that we weren't that maybe in the past we were doing for him but also I felt like I just felt so much more empowered to say wait a second you just were doing this by yourself at camp why am I getting the cereal out (laughs) you know it's just you 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 realize they 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 can do so much on their own. And so yeah. this year in particular for him has been a big change for us as a family of saying, no, you know what? You, you can watch the school by yourself. You can go over to your friend's house and not tell us. You can, you can come home from school without us and, and wait for an hour. Like we weren't letting those things happen. And now, and I mean it, it really was a result of camp. We were constantly reminding ourselves, wait a second. He was really on his own yeah. and he figured it out. So how old is he? He's 10. All right, so the summer between 9 and 10, you know, big changes, and that's changed how you guys actually work with him now. Absolutely. I treat him much more like, I'm trying to to push him to be much more independent than I was a year ago. And, I mean, that Hmm. that comes with age and and maturity and everything else. but, But part of it was reminding myself that no one was, asking him if he needs to go to the bathroom at camp. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. no one was like, they're not, they're not babying him. And I think that it, we want him to remain a child and remain, you know, obviously we, we love that he's still young and still wants to hold our hand, but we want him, but, but, but we're, we were constantly, we've been constantly throughout the year reminding ourselves that he can do it at camp. He could do it at home. Mm-hmm. It's funny that that reminds me of a story and, and I, I told it last week, but I, I just absolutely love the story um, about one of our young guys who, uh, he's a staff um, 
child. Uh, and they were up during orientation, and he's a little too young, and he's only six years old, and um, really wants to be in the bunk. And you know, his, his he asked his dad if he could be in a bunk, and and his dad said, no, you know, you got to talk to to Big Cole about this. And yeah, um, I talked to him for a little while, and I said, look, yeah, you know, if if you can show me over the course of this week that you can do this and you can handle things on your own around camp, then you know we can talk about you being in the bunk. So. You know, fast forward one day, and he's um, taking his tray up and is teetering and tottering in the dining hall, and stuff's about to fall over. And I, I see his dad reach over and um, about to help, and, and the little boy says, "No, Dad, I, I got to show Big Hole I can do it myself." And and, and we just <laughs> loved and laughed, you know, about that story. Yeah, um, I mean that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just it's fantastic. It's, it's exactly what you want. Thing. <laughs> Yeah, that that story makes me laugh every time oh. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, so so now going forward as a camp professional, yeah. um, how would you counsel the families? You know, with their, I mean, obviously you're not going to let the seven year old you know walk to school you know by themselves. Sure. Um, how would you? help them kind of open up the world for the kids, again, based on their age as they get home so that they do have a broader array of things that they can do back home? Yeah, I mean, I think that it is, I mean, I think that if parents, I think that parents, if they're sending their kids to camp, I think when they come back, if they can, I think they should have their kids make a list of every single thing that they did on their own while they were there. Mm-hmm. And I think the parents should follow that lead. You know, like, I mean, kids are, finding where their activities are and go in there by themselves. No one, you know, and, and, and maybe no. they've never been, you know, some kids have never been to these camps or if they have, they toured them, you know, a year ago. And now they're saying, okay, you've got archery at 830 in the morning. Go, mm-hmm. go to archery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, you know, trying obviously new activities that they've never tried before and failing um, often. Um, right. And, and they are, you know, meeting kids from, potentially all over the world in many camps and, Mm -hmm. um, or kids that are not like them, Mm -hmm. um, or kids that maybe are in a different economic, you know, stratosphere from them. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're navigating that and figuring out how to, how to build those relationships or not. Um, you know, they're meeting, um, you know, they're meeting staff who again could be coming from all over the world or from different, you know, different worlds and different diversity and, and they're, um, forming relationships with those people. They're, you know, staying up later at night. They're, um, you know, they're completely untethered from technology for weeks yes. and weeks at a time, many, yep. many of these kids. And they're doing all this stuff with, you know, a huge, huge smile on their face and coming home and saying, this is the best experience of my life. These were the best days of my life. Um, so what, how do we replicate at least a little bit, some of that that's happening at camp? How do we look at these things and, and, and think about all these incredible, you know, experiences that your kid had? And they're not going to be, it's never right school is never going to be camp. Your house isn't going to be like camp. You have to be entertained 24 hours a day and, right. and having fun the way that you are at camp. But how, what are those kind of small experiences that your kid is having that you can start to just integrate into the world? And I, I think that into their world, and for me, at least as a parent, the things that, that we have found the, 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 the best parts of it have been saying to him, saying to my son when he doesn't want to do something by himself or he's or he's, or he's bored, right? That's a big uh-huh. one. Yep. Um, saying to, you know, finding, saying to him, you know, well, boredom is also part of life and what you can make <laughs> out of boredom is really what you, um, you know, is, is you're going to, it's going to be <laughs> good for you in the long run. You're yep. supposed to be bored yep. sometimes. Um, and, and it's just 
taking these little, trying to find these experiences that maybe they had at camp and, and turning it around and saying, look, if you were able to do that at summer camp, you're able to do that at your house. You're able to do that at school. Um, yeah. He just doesn't, I don't know. I, my, my, my son, after his experience, he, I don't know. He just, he, he kind of came home and he, he, he just, he was, he, I'm, I'm, I don't even know how to describe it. He just was a, he was a different, he, he felt different. He felt like mm. he just felt more mature and that he was um, just able to navigate the world in a, in a, in a, in a way that we were not allowing for him. Yeah. It's such a powerful thing to, to keep all that going. You know, we were talking with a, another family, about as our kids age, we, we really have to do our best to start giving more rope and start treating them, you know, a little bit more like adults. Yeah. You know, in fact, in that conversation that, that I got to have with Bob Ditter uh, about anxiety, we talked about the need for, as our children age, they really need to have some real things that they have responsibility for that, that you know, could have some consequences built into it if they weren't not yeah. able to do them. Um, Right. You know, they've, they've got to make dinner, you know, for the whole family or, or they've got to, you know, pack their lunch or they got to get the, uh, the trash out. And if it doesn't happen, well, it's on them to try to figure out how to do that, yep. you know, the next time. That's right. Because at camp, you know, there are people that are counting on them, you know, to get stuff done. So, um, you know, I, I, Susie, I'd be remiss to not ask, you know, as a person who works with so many families. In fact, how, how many camps do you guys work with? We work with anywhere from, you know, probably around 500 camps wow. in the tri-state area. Yeah, and then we're working, you know, with, with thousands of individual members and individual people who are working at those camps both seasonally and, and full-time. Wow, I had no idea it was, it was that large. That's incredible. Yes, yeah, a lot of camps. So as a person that, that works with, with so many different camps and camp families, you know, I'd be remiss not to ask, um, for some advice on, on how you think parents could most effectively work, you know, with the summer camps that their children go to. You know, I know that everybody's well-meaning and wants to have the same t- great experience, but, but how would you have families work most cohesively with camps? Uh, you know, when we talk to parents, it's really about, and they're, and, they're, and they're trying to find a camp for their child, or maybe their child didn't have a great experience, or they didn't, or the parents didn't have a great experience at a mm-hmm. camp, and so they, mm-hmm. want their, they want their kids to switch, you know, to switch to a different camp. We really talk a lot about trust, and when you're looking for a camp and you're trying to figure out, you know, where your child is going to be the most successful, we, you know, we want we want parents to talk to the director to connect with them, yep. and then to trust them that they will take care of your kid. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think that they will, or you feel like your child is going to, you know, get lost or or have some terrible experience, then find a different camp. And, and there's right. plenty of camps, yep. and there's a camp for every kid. And it doesn't matter where your neighbor goes and, mm-hmm. you know, but trust, trust the director and, tr- or, and trust the people that you're in contact with that, um, that they know what they're doing right. and that you won't be able to micromanage it. And that, um, you know, I mean, this camp director was telling me the other day that a, a, a parent called over the summer to ask for pictures of, the, of their kid's bed because they wanted to see what the bedding looked like because they spent all this money and effort yeah. on bedding, you know, and the camp director did it. And I, and I said to them, why would you don't do that? <laughs> You're just perpetuating. You know, the, then the, the parent's going to call again tomorrow. Right. But, if, but I think that setting expectations between, if a camp director truly wants their, their, the parents to let go and to allow their child to experience camp by themselves, 
But I think that the camp director also needs to set those expectations to families yep. or not. There's plenty of camps yep. that are welcome parents to call all the time. They mm-hmm. they will send you pictures of the bunk. They don't care. They're they they're fine with that. And that's that's great. And that's that might be a certain type of camp for a certain parent. But but if you are a camp director who doesn't want that involvement during the summer that they really want their t- the kids to be able to kind of experience things on their own, then those expectations need to be set very early on. Right. Um, I mean, honestly, my, my personal opinion is that I, I, w- I wish camps would stop putting out photos. I, I think it's <laughs> the downfall. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'll beat that drum. God. I mean, then the parents call because Johnny isn't smiling <laughs> in the background. And, oh, it's, yeah, you know, there, there's... I just, and I know everyone has to do it now. And, it, it, and it, even, even the camp that my kid went to, and I, I really tried to pick a camp that was very hands-off in terms of parents. But... They once a week, you know, they were sending out photos, and I'm like, oh, please don't do this. I don't want to see it. I don't, you know. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of a funny story. You know, uh, these these cameras are pictures that were going around. It was a cartoon about uh, this one family who called, asked for a picture of their their daughter, and you know, the photographer's going around trying to chase her around, and she kept, you know, seeing her in different spots, and you know, look at the cameras. Like, no, I'm having too much fun doing this or that or the other. And finally, at the end of the day, the the child turns around and says, fine, take the picture. And she's got this really, you know, kind of, you know, ugly or mean look or <laughs> unhappy look. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the parents are like, oh, no, she's not having fun. Yeah. You know, it, right. it's funny. That's I feel right. like we, we have to run that ridge line where, you know, we have to create an experience for the whole family, you know, so that the, the parents, you know, can build some trust um, with us. But also at the same time, you know, create an amazing experience for the kids. Right, right. You know, we've got to create this type of bubble, you know, so that we're not taking away from anything for the kids. Um, and at the same time, doing it so that everybody can learn and grow together. And I think that that bubble that's created, I mean, I remember very clearly as a, as a camper feeling it, it was not sad to me that my parents didn't know what was going on. It was magical. Right. And... And I think that that magic of a child truly being a child for the summer, having just the best time, meeting all these new people, having all these new experiences, doing all this incredible, incredible stuff, and not sharing that with their mm-hmm. parents is is, ma- is is real magic. And and also, you know, I hope that parents are having a great time <laughs> and a great yep. experience. Right. You know, I mean. It's really, I mean, even for us, going from two kids to one kid was, was mm-hmm. lovely. Um, and, uh, and I think that it, it is, it's obviously really important for, for parents to, to spend time alone and, and without their kids and, and, um, and to, you know, and just experience being adults and not having to take care of kids all the time. Yeah, it's so important for us to have some time as parents together. Yeah. Um, and we spend so much time speaking about our kids <laughs> that... You know, so we, we need to have a moment away so that we can kind of move forward uh, all together in a more effective way. Susie, something you said earlier about choosing the right camp you know, for your kid. Um, how how do parents go about the process of, of selecting? Because, you know, I'll be the first to say that I don't want every kid. I, I want the kids that are right for Aquaic. You know, how do families go about picking the right camp? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it, it, it takes some work. I mm-hmm. mean, one... Um, obviously one resource that I would promote is the fact that the American Camp Association provides a free 
service to parents uh, looking for camps. We have an, yep. you know, an expert in our office that's been working with us for 20 years, um, Renee Flax. Yeah, Renee Flax. She's yep. amazing, you know, and she, she cares so deeply about these families finding the right camp. And she really, truly wants to get to know families and learn about what, how, what their child is like and be able to make the right fit. I mean, we talk endlessly in our office. You know, a, a case will come up, a kid, a kid will come up, and Renee's, you know, a little bit on the fence about what to do. And we'll get together as a group and talk about um, different camps that we've visited, different directors that we know, programs. You know, I've personally have visited hundreds. I've probably I've visited almost every camp that we work with at this point. Wow. Um, so we really try to get to know the program, um, you know, get together with directors. We go to, obviously, we do all these professional development events during the year, and we, we know we know our members and we know the camps. And that, that is, I mean, we think is invaluable and, and very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and Absolutely. so when we talk to families and when Renee speaks to families, it's really about get, trying to understand what, what the child is interested in. You know, it just, it, it's kind of incredible because we do, there is a sense sometimes of kind of keeping up with the Joneses or, or parents want their kids to go to certain camps because, mm. again, like the, maybe their neighbors go there or, um, or, or whatnot. And we really encourage families to not just kind of wherever the kids in your area are going to, well, that's just the camp that you go to, but to really think about what, what are your child's interests? What do they want to get out of this experience? Um, you know, what, uh, what are your, mm-hmm. you know, what are your kind of goals for the summer for your kid? Um, because every camp is, it's very unique and whether or not they have the same, you know, similar facilities or they have a similar yep. population of, of who attends the camp, they are very, they have very unique personalities. Um, and so we do encourage parents obviously to mm-hmm. get in touch with directors, talk to them. Um, you let, you know, to just understand what your child really wants out of the summer. And then if possible, it is, it is really great to be able to tour uh, the summer before and check out different camps and be able to see the camps in action. I mean, it, it is, it is pretty invaluable to be able to do that, but that's a privilege not every family can do. So if that's not possible, then right. any good camp director will spend the time and energy with a parent to, um, to help them understand what their program is like, what their child will be experiencing during the day, um, how much one-on-one time their kid is getting or not, mm-hmm. um, how much independence their child is going to be given during the day or not. Um, you know, I, I know camps that, you know, obviously there's some camps travel as bunks, for example. So you're with the same kids most of the day. You're traveling kind of in a pack. Um, some camps are totally elective and kids are off and running and doing their own thing during the day and maybe, um, never see the kids in their bunk. And so, you know, those things are important to understand and know and, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's important for, for families to do this together, you know, so that if you're talking to a director, get, you know, make sure that your kid is involved with the process and that they feel comfortable and excited about it as well. True. Um, and if your kid is really into art, you know, maybe don't send them to a camp that they're going to be playing sports all day <laughs> and, <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which we've seen yep. parents do. And we're saying, well, it sounds like your kid just wants to make art all day. So maybe don't send them to a place that is a competitive sports <laughs> camp. Without a doubt. <laughs> I agree. It's so important to have a place where the kids can grow and do some of the things they want, but also, you know, be pushed a little That's bit. Right. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, and grow just That's a little right. bit. So one thing I, I didn't prepare you for was I always ask is, you know, what are some things or some research, uh, sorry, books or, or resources or, or research that you've done or read hmm. that, that has been helpful, you know, for families? Yeah, I mean, I know that a lot of camps and, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, homes, homesick or homesick, homesick or happy, Michael 
Um, yeah, Michael Thompson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's great, you know, and it definitely, you know, it is this kind of interesting idea. And I, I talked, um, uh, I'm, I'm married to somebody who's, who's not a camp person and, and has been kind of, you know, has had to deal with, with me and my fanaticism about it. But, um, but, um, but I had them read um, that book also because it, it is interesting because it's, it's really about how, you know, how homesickness is good. Right. Yep. Um, that you want, like having children miss, their home or miss their family or miss their parents. It's not, this is not, these are not negative things. Right. You know, these are, these are positive things. Absolutely. Um, so I think that that gives parents a, a really good perspective. Um, you know, it's funny. We, we read a lot of books in the office about, um, you know, just the importance of um, grit and resiliency mm-hmm. um, for children. Um, and um, actually a really interesting one too, which was a, she was a keynote speaker at Tri-State um, several years ago. Is about um, is by Susan Cain called Quiet. Oh, great book! And, oh, it's a great book, and I, I, it really helped me understand. And I think from a, especially parents who are raising um, kids that are more introverted, um, you know, that the camp experience can be very different for an introvert mm-hmm. versus an extrovert. And I was, I was really moved by that idea that. You know, because because camp can often be like rah rah, come on, get in it. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to play? Come on, get on up and yeah. And for some kids, they they that's really a, not a good experience for them. Right. Um, too much. Yeah, it's just too yeah. much for them. Yeah. So I think like understanding who your kid is. You know, are they are you know are they an introvert or an extrovert, and what that means, and then um and being able to to you know talk to camp directors even about that type of stuff. Like, you know, my kid can kind of be kind of need some alone time sometimes, or when they're when they need to fire themselves up or, or recharge, they do that by reading a book. Yeah, it, it's amazing um, what that book has done. Um, you know, when that book came out five, six, seven years ago, um, you know, we actually, it changed how we work with our, our yeah. children, you know, and our staff members who are, are introverted. Yeah. You know, they, they just need a book sometimes. They need to have a place where they can go and just relax and, and kind of get away. So, you know, we actually created a program where for a little bit of time every day is called Book Nook, you know, where the kids can go and just sat, sit down and read a book. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's been very, very helpful for them because they've been able just to recharge. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, God, that's so wonderful to hear. That's so great. I remember we had something at my camp when we were growing up called Library Law, and it was similar where you could, like, get a book and play on the craft. Um, nice. That's a great. great yeah, idea. library lawns. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's my that's my plug for Camp Sloan YMCA. Ooh, um, nice. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I, you know, I think that, and I mean, obviously, you know, there's just it's funny. Even the other day, I picked up the the Sunday Times, the Sunday New York Times, and there was an article about the importance of boredom and and mm-hmm. for children. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a it's a writer that is coming out with a book next year, um, about you know how. Like we're just so, and I I do this too. I tend to do this as a parent. I'm, I'm I want to. I just I don't want them to be bored, and I don't know why that is. Um, you know, they're just hanging on me, and they're like, you know, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? And um, and trying to teach them how to have figure out creative ways to get out of boredom mm-hmm. um, is really, um, yeah, it's just, again just like a really important lesson, and I. I don't think that kids are bored at camp. That's not, that's not what I'm implying, but I think that it's, you know, it's about parents just taking a look at, at what they're, how they're doing this thing. And, and it's, we're, you know, it's a, we're in a, we're in a tough 
time right now. And, and mm-hmm. the, we have to be much more intentional, I think, with how we raise our kids than maybe our parents yep. did. Because yep. um, there's just so much distraction and, um, you know, you have to, yeah, you just have to be very intentional, I think, these Absolutely. days. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's just got to go back to the old, you know, way of things where, you know, we're intentional with what we do when we help kids grow. Um, That's that's the whole point. So, Susie, if if people want to learn more about you and and what you all are are doing, what's what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, I mean, anybody who's interested in what the American Camp Association does, and obviously, you know, if there are any parents listening to this, it is so important to choose a camp that's been accredited by the ACA. We're the only accrediting body in the United States. No one else is doing it. Yep. Um, so it is extremely valuable. It goes well beyond the Department of Health or any other um, entity that is licensing camps. So we, um, whatever camp you choose, we, we really, the number one thing for us is choose a camp that's been accredited Absolutely. Um, wherever you are in the country. Yep. And, um, and they can find out more. You know, for, for what we're doing on the East Coast, it's ACANYNJ.org. And we have a find, you know, you can search for camp by zip code or type of camp or activities. You can also get in touch with any of our staff about different things that are happening. Um, and there's a National American Camp Association, which um, has incredible resources mm-hmm. on their website, great research um, that, that we're also involved with that, um, that are, that's really interesting, great articles that are being written by camp professionals um, in their magazine. So there's a lot of stuff out there, but the most important thing is choose an accredited camp and, and do the research and, and spend the time that, um, and, uh, you know, don't just listen to to what the, the kids across the street are doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, as, as a person who has gone through the accreditation process now four or five times, I, I, can't, I lose track, um, you know, it's rigorous, and it's it's very important that, that you go through this because you're, you know, working with other people's children, um, and we have to get it right. So, um, well, Susie, you know, unfortunately, we got to douse the, the digital campfire here and head on back to our, our real lives, but... Um, I want to just thank you for for spending some time with me around the campfire. Thank you, Cole. I really appreciate you asking me to be on this. Talk soon. All right. Talk soon. Bye. I've always enjoyed working with Susie and really appreciate her thoughts on parent experience at camp. This conversation reminded me of the importance of giving children more responsibility as they age and more rope, if you will, for making their own decisions. If our jobs as parents is to prepare them to be more competent and confident adults, well, then we've got to give them a place to practice all of this in our homes. Thanks for taking the time to listen. If you've not done so already, please leave a review on iTunes and tell your friends. Our campfire is big enough for everyone to join, and we'd be really grateful and happy to have you spread the word. Until we talk again next, I hope you have a grateful week. Thanks again to our friends at SCOPE for sponsoring the Campfire Conversation podcast. SCOPE stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education. They provide children from underserved communities with life-changing opportunities through the experience of summer camp. SCOPE campers benefit from a positive, safe, and healthy environment led by excellent role models who give them the chance to develop their full potential. We both believe that summer camp reinforces what children learn in school and enhances overall academic learning. If you would like to help give some wonderful children a life-changing experience, I hope you'll join me in supporting SCOPE. You can find them online at scopeusa.org and on social media at support SCOPE.